This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe to the cop, slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show <laughs> with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Joe Ingles joins us now on the Smart Rain guest line. Smart Rain state-of-the-art smart irrigation controller helps with first-class water management. Visit smartrain.net to learn how to save 30 to 50% on your commercial property's water costs or call 877-346-3333. Joe, good morning. Good morning. Another day, another road win. This is becoming pretty routine, Joe. Eight in a row. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, um... It's, uh, I guess, a little bit hard to explain. Not in in a bad way, I mean, but just I think we've we've done a good job, obviously, of um, winning different ways on the road. I think we've had different guys on on different trips, and and obviously certain games. Obviously, this trip um, without Donovan being there, um, Rudy Gay yesterday, Rudy Gobert yesterday, just different guys. Um, at different times, and I think obviously with the depth of our team, that's why you sign the, a, a team as deep as we did and, and bring the players and we did, and um, or that we that we have, not that we did. Um, it's been yeah, so it's obviously been good. I think you, you go through the year, and obviously you want to want to be strong at home, um, but then everyone says you, you obviously try and be as good as you can at home and try and split the road. And obviously we've we've done a a good job at home, but obviously a, a probably a better job really on the road, which is is tough to do in this league. Do you know who my favorite player in the NBA is, Joe? Me. I, it used to be, but I think I got to go with Jake Lehman now. Congratulations! I wish you the best. <laughs> we were just talking about trolling, and now you are trolling Joe hard. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a great guy. <laughs> I agree, Joe. <laughs> well, we're, we're on the same page then. He's not my favorite player, but... <laughs> what was going on there, man? It didn't seem like you liked him at the time. Well, he's actually with my... With uh, Bartlestein, who's my manager, and obviously a lot of other people's um, agents in the league. Um and I was talking to Mark the next day, and I said something about it. Obviously, joking around this, I do. I wouldn't say I know Jake, um, but obviously, being with the same agency, and Mark Bartlestein does a good job of his clients knowing each other, and and not not that we sit there and text each other, but just having a you, you know who's with the same agent. You bump into each other. You I haven't worked out with Jake. I'm saying, but I've I've worked out with other guys in the league that are with Bartlestein. Um, but it was just a bit of a coincidence that it happened to, that it was him. And, um, I mean, for me, it was fine because it kind of fired me up a little bit. I probably played a bit better than I've <laughs> I have played at parts this year. So it was, it was what it was. Um, I think I got teed up, which wasn't, um, which is a couple of dollars down the drain, but whatever. We'll, uh, we move on. 
So have you ever considered what guys are trying to accomplish when they do that? Because you've been in the league now. So if you're going to be intimidated, you're going to be intimidated by some guy who's unstoppable and going for 50 and 60, not yeah. for some guy who, you know, runs into you on purpose. And I got to admit, whenever I see that, first off, I laugh because it's you and I know we're going to talk about it. And then second off, I'm thinking, well, what happened like two, three or four possessions earlier that nobody heard or, or nobody noticed? Nothing. Really? It came out of nowhere? The, so the only thing in my mind as and I, I mean, you guys know, if you, like as in the second unit when I'm with them, when I'm not starting, I for a, a good chunk of my minutes, I usually guard the point guard a lot of the times. Um, which, in that sense, I'm standing at like the half court kind of thing in the middle of the court because point guard's kind of in the middle for possessions. And the guy that inbounds it is usually like running down with the. So if you pick up full court, the guy tries to screen you as you're up, like playing kind of some pressure defense or whatever, just to turn the ball a little bit and waste some clock and. If not, so I'm standing there, and I can. I think it was D'Angelo Russell I was guarding, and I could see him running down the court, and I could see Layman coming towards me, and I'm like, oh, like he'll eventually run left or right. Like that's just for sure in this play, he's not meant to be running down the middle of the court. Like, then he kept coming and he kept coming, and I mean, you put black belt James Johnson there, I'm definitely getting out of the way. Um, but I was like, he's not going to move. Like, as this is getting closer and closer, and I was like, well, I'm not going to move because <laughs> I've been here for about 40 seconds anyway. And then he just, yeah, he just kept... So as he as he obviously got closer, I turned a little bit to, like, brace myself because I didn't want to f- get knocked over. I'm not going to, like, flop and try and get a foul or anything that way. And then, he, yeah, he just kept running. And then, obviously, I was not going to, like kind of go on with it but then he came back and ran into me again <laughs> into me again that was what I was like alright idiot that's but you had it good. yeah I'm, it was I'm wondering how does a how does a player choose an agent you, you've mentioned Bartlestein a few times yeah. now what goes into that I actually heard um, Garrett Temple's with Bartlestein as well and, and a couple other guys on his team and we all anyone that's with Mark has no doubt in the world saying he's the best agent in the NBA um, just for, for what he does for his guys and um, it's not a he doesn't have every top 15 player in the NBA he's got a lot of role players he's got guys that he believes in um, not saying he he's got Bradley Beal he's got Gordon Hayward he's got a number of extremely high level guys but there there is a big chunk of the Jake Lehman, me, um, Garrett Temple, like guys like that, um, Doug McDermott, um, a lot of role players. And, and I think um, as you're going through this process of it, so I, I was with an Australian agent my first few years and then realized I wanted to go to Europe and my Australian agent probably wasn't not well known in, in terms of him being well known, but knowing what teams and and just getting in that market and then as that went on priority sports has got a really good european base as well um in terms of who who their agents are and um yeah just sat down with a couple agents and kind of like an interview process i guess i sat down with two or three and for me it was always with a lot of things that that not that I, not not that I hire a lot of people, um, but people that are involved in our in our life in some sort. It's always about the feel of the, the relationship before the work. Like I want to be able to 
feel comfortable calling you, feel comfortable with you in my house, feel comfortable with you around my family, those type of things. And and that was what I felt with Mark. I just felt really comfortable with him. And um, yeah, it's kind of random. It's almost like an interview process, I would say, because you are, they're sitting there telling you what they can do for you and you've got to believe them (laughs) to a certain extent. But then they still have to follow through with, I don't think a lot of no agents are sitting there saying, I'm going to promise to get you a hundred million dollars, but they're, you can do this and this and these teams are like, I mean, it's a, it's a tough job for agents. So yeah, it's a bit of an interview. And like I said, for me, it was, it was like 95% about the feel and the, the comfort level being with someone. Um, Cause like you guys know, I mean, they're, they're a big party. Like I speak to Mark probably not as much as I should. Um, and he texts Renee all the time telling me to answer my phone. Um, <laughs> but they're, they're a big part of your life. And I, I've been with him since I was 18, 19 now, something like that. So I've been with him for 15 years. And um, obviously, like I said, someone that I'm really close with. Um, he knows my children. He knows Renee really well. Obviously, he knows my family. Um, and, and vice versa, I know his family. And He's based in Chicago, so go there and, and catch up with him every time. It's, um, it's a really good feel and, and good relationship. But I can see why guys do chop and change agents because a lot of the time, I think these people, these people, these these agents, they not that they promise you things, but they they want to sign you, they want to get you, they know the potential, or they can see the potential, and they want to get that. Not necessarily that payday, but it's still that's how they make their money. Um, so it's, yeah, it's it's a funny business. It's I would never get into it, but um, I think Mark's respect around the league and with players and all that, and um, it was an easy choice for me. So, did he represent you when you were in Europe? You met him through that uh, when you were looking for an agent to go to Europe and, and yeah. Play there? So my my Australian agent at the time when I was first in the NBA actually kind of sourced out a, a few different agents to say, hey, we're looking to partner with someone. Um, ended up just signing with him and they, they sorted out whatever they needed to sort out um, from that point of view. But um, yeah, I signed with him my second year in the NBL. So I was like 18, 19, uh, which was like 2006 or seven. Um, but like I said, so Mark and another couple of guys basically do all the NBA. And then there's another kind of branch off the company that does the European guys. They've got a lot of guys in Europe as well. Um, in every country in Europe, they've got a kind of like a, a home base scout or agent or whatever you want to call it that if you, on the day to day. So if I was in Barcelona and I needed something and obviously with language barrier and all that, and I needed to, to get a hold of someone and I couldn't get a hold of Mark or one of the European agents and I would call the local guy. Um, and same with NFL, they've got NFL, um, they've got coaches, Steve Kerr's with, uh, with Priority Sports, there's, there's a bunch of coaches as well, so, um, yeah, it's, uh, like I said, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a job I'd want to do, um, it's a, it's an interesting career, um, but yeah, like I said, Mark's, uh, unbelievable at it. 
You have a high-profile job, obviously, Joe, but you come off as a regular guy, and we've known you long enough that that's important to you, and you don't really look at yourself uh, as anything special in terms of, you know, you're a good human being, and that's the most important thing. So I'm wondering, when you see a kid on social media goes nuts because he gets a Joe Ingles jersey for Christmas, how does that make you feel? It's crazy. Um, (laughs) It is still, I mean, like you said, I, I don't. Like I'm, if you could see where I'm standing right now, I'm standing on about three thousand toys that the kids just thrown all over the house. Um, and it is what it is. I, I obviously thoroughly enjoy the, the 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 life I get to live, obviously, but um, also want to stay as low key as possible. Um, but then, obviously, you see a lot of things on Twitter and and whatever, and things that you get tagged in with with kids or families or people abusing you or whatever <laughs> I get I get all thoughts so it's, uh, it's an interesting um, things to read the next morning when you get up but um, no, those ones are, are special and I, I guess like you said like I never I never imagined as a 17 year old when I first signed my first deal that uh, I would have kids begging for uh begging for my jersey or, or jumping around or getting emotional or um, even the stuff with, with autism or, or families and kids or whatever it is, the, the work we can do. Um, people saying it's their dream come true to meet you or to, to get a jersey or um, whatever it is and, and obviously that sense of work that we can do outside of shooting a hoop and I mean you guys know me and Renee and our family and not that I don't want to downplay the importance of my job in basketball, but they're, they're the things, they're, they're the reasons. Obviously, I'm trying to play my best every night. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but they're the reasons that we, we do what we do and we have the profiles of, we, we use the profile to the best we can doing those things because they're the, at the end of the day, I'm going to be an old man that maybe I win a championship, maybe I don't, maybe I make more money, maybe I don't. All those things are, a hit or miss but I can always promise myself and and Renee and and the families out there or whatever that I can make an impact in that way and that's what we've tried to do with the the autism world and try to help out in parts with with Izzy and her situation with with what recently just happened so um, they're they're the things that matter at the end of the day I I know fans and, and we do as players and owners and wives and families and all that want to win every game possible but um, they're, they're the things that, that will last a lifetime. I know that the games come fast and furious, and as soon as they're in the rearview mirror, then it's just like, I can't remember that game, DJ. Don't ask me about it. But I want you to, to look forward. Does it does a regular season with the matchup with the Warriors, does that have a little, will there be a little extra pep in the step going to the arena that night? Will there be a little, or is it really, it's one out of 82, maybe we see them in the playoffs, maybe we don't, but... It's just about yeah. Tonight. No, I think I think it will. Um, first and foremost, we haven't played them. I, I, we were actually just saying the other night when we were after the game last night, which feels like nights ago. Um, like we feel like we've played like Sacramento and Minnesota about a hundred times each, but there's obviously some teams we haven't faced at all yet. Um, played some of our East Coast teams. We've already finished like the, the, the season series against them and the, there's all these teams, but obviously there's some pretty good teams, some really good teams we, we haven't played at all. So um, 
you don't want to obviously get too far ahead because Minnesota's still a good team and, and we've had battles and then we lost to them every game last year and we also don't kind of forget that either so you've got, got to go into that one first obviously but then um, yeah it'll be it'll be exciting I think with the the level they're playing at um, they're obviously playing at extremely high level Steph is being Steph um, what we all kind of know and I mean I think he's done it his whole career I think they just didn't win as much last year or the last couple of years but he was still being, being the same player a few injuries and stuff but they they're almost back to that team that, that obviously a few like I said uh, Clay's not there and in terms of the protocol you kind of wait and see on the day who, who's going to be there but if you've got a team that, that Steph's, Steph's the head of the snake and Steph's playing doesn't really matter who else is out there with him at, at certain times so yeah, it'll be it'll be exciting. I, I think playing at home too um, for the first one against them, we we get to obviously have a sold out crowd. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll like I said, we'll see we'll see how we go. But we we do have to get get through Minnesota first, and and then we'll worry about that. But yeah, like you said, being a back to back, it does come pretty fast. It's wake up. What is it? I mean, we play tomorrow, don't we? I think we play tomorrow. So <laughs> play, play play Minnesota tomorrow, and then. Um, back it up against I think they're the number one record in the, at the moment or yeah. up there somewhere one or two so um, yeah, it'll be a good good challenge for our group the next two games yeah ESPN has been building that uh, matchup with Minnesota the rematch between Lehman and Ingles so it's it's it's, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be a big deal for sure you the know? funny thing is I, I probably won't even like I won't even go near in this whole game like not on purpose <laughs> I'm saying it just like that's how the game is sometimes. Sometimes you you guard someone for a whole game and then the next time you don't even like remember they're on the court because you barely see them. So. I'm in Los Angeles right now because I'm here to cover the Rose Bowl for the uh, for the station. And I'm, I'm driving. Again. Yeah, absolutely. Send me. I mean, I'm the bottom of the barrel. There's no question about that. Uh, I, I'm driving yesterday, and I got a lot of time to kill, right? Uh, it, uh, the weather and uh, the traffic, the drive ends up being two, three hours longer. So I'm looking for stuff to listen to, and I come across a podcast on Hoops Hype, and it has your name in the title. I'll listen to it. I mean, I got 45 minutes to burn. I got, you know, 10 45-minute time segments to burn. So I click it on. And talking about possibly trading Joe Ingles. And I'm screaming at the phone, no, no, this can't happen, man. I got my Ingles jersey for Christmas. I can't. There's no way I can deal with that. So I'm wondering for you. uh, Hopefully they can refund them if they have to. (laughs) (laughs) You just roll with that at this point? Oh, man. I mean, it's – I mean, obviously – Probably, I mean, I haven't listened to things like that. I don't, and that's the, the kind of least of my worries, obviously. But I mean, you get tagged, like I said, you get tagged in all these things, and um, obviously, I'm I'm human. I, I open my phone and read Twitter or, or whatever um, social media or articles or whatever too, and not not a lot of them, but you, you obviously I've seen it quite a fair, quite a lot, and and, and quite a bit in the the summer or the, the off season or whatever it was. I, I remember waking up from my nap before the semifinal against team USA and was like, basically like from what I was looking at and the text I was getting, I was like, Holy moly, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone right now. Um, 
but uh, I mean, it's it, it's obviously a tough one from my stand. Obviously, at the end, I'm very well aware of the business of of that side of of the game, and at the end of the day, obviously for for me and what. I guess I've been able to, what is it, eight, eight years now, whatever. Um, I've been very open about wanting to finish here. Um, and I realize that I'm at the other end, so I know that's not like another 10 years. <laughs> I'm not trying to, trying to stay for that long. Um, but like I said, I obviously understand the, the, the business side of it. And I do have a lot of, obviously, love for the Jazz and the organization and the Millers and Dennis and Quinn for bringing me originally. And, um, if something was to happen, obviously that's the the what they assume is the the best for the the organisation. So um, if it does, I'd obviously be extremely disappointed. But it, it's life, and obviously the the harder part for me is is Renee and the kids. And Jacob has done so well in his school here. Obviously Miller has has two, and Renee's very comfortable. We're comfortable as a family living here, um, but. It, it kind of—I don't want to say it is what it is because it sounds like I don't care. But um, from, from that, it's obviously not my decision. A lot of it. Um, if they decide they need to do something, I would be happy for them if made them better. If they thought they were getting better, because like I said, I do love this organisation and the city, and we're all here for the same reason. We're all here to try and win a championship and be the first team to do it. If I can be a part of that. Great. If I could be a piece that helps them do that, then uh, I would still feel pretty good about it. I would be disappointed that I wasn't here for it, but I would be, I would be happy for a lot of people, um, some very certain individuals. I would be very happy for, and the ones that trade me, I wouldn't be very happy for. But <laughs> it, would be, it is what it is. So, uh, like I said, I think. I mean, they, they, they know how I feel about here, but that doesn't come into the conversations when you're talking about winning a championship. They're not saying, hey, we can't, we can't keep, trade Joe for Kevin Durant because Joe's family's happy. Like that's, <laughs> that's not coming into the conversation. So. Okay, I'll agree if it's Durant. You got me there. Well, there's obviously me too. I would, I would ship myself away. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it, it is. I mean, it is what it is. It, it, stuff comes up every year. Uh, I've been lucky through seven and a half years to not really hear much at all and uh, obviously I'm in a contract year I'm the only player on our team in the kind of main rotation that's in a contract year so it's a very easy bait to throw out there so like I said we're, we're happy we'll, we'll see what happens obviously for me it's about playing and playing well and, and winning games and um, I'll keep focused on that and laugh at some tweets every now and then and, and keep it moving. I read a, uh, I read a, ba- I read a baseball a book by a baseball player, an autobiography, and I had somebody help him write it. And he got traded and he was recounting it. And he said the moment on the phone he was told he was traded, he said he wasn't mad. He was waiting to hear who the players were coming back. He's like, please let it be an all-star and a Hall of Famer. Please let it be an all-star and a Hall of Famer. Don't let it be a cow and three magic beans. Don't let it be a cow and three magic beans. Well, and I think a part of that, too, is you you get a little nervous. You're like, you want to know where you're going or if you know people there. Or I mean, obviously, for, for me right now, I'm in this unbelievable organization in terms of like what people don't even know off the court with how we get looked after. With like, if people knew the day to day here, we have every players come here every year, and like, there's no other team like this that do 
X, Y, A to Z of list of things of, of what they do for us off court and our families and our children and, and things like that. So it's like, obviously you want to, you want to go to a good situation, but like I said, that's for, uh, I don't even know, Ryan, Danny and Justin Zanning to make those decisions. And I'll be put in the loop somewhere when I'm either, <laughs> when I'm either, when I'm either still here or I'm not. Um, and yeah, like I said, we'll see what happens. They, they know how I feel about being here, but it's, uh, it's out of my control. Joe, we appreciate the time as always. Thanks for joining cool. us. Happy New Year. Good luck in these games, and we'll talk to you again in another week. Appreciate it. Have a good day. You too. Joe Ingles, join us here on the Joe Ingles Show every week on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. When we come back, everything you missed in this show, we had Lincoln Kennedy on at 7.30, and Lincoln, football tough guy, lineman, 300-pound guy crashing into guys. Got pretty emotional. And we will tell you why next. Stay with us.